Good morning. What's going on? Welcome to One Way Conversation. This is the only podcast in the fucking country that you get in the car with your everyday average schmuck. You ride shotgun for 20 minutes on his way to the train station on his commute to work. There's nothing like it on the air, and that is for good or for ill. Oh, good. Get, we get you started nice and early today as I am going to curse out a good number of cars who do not let me go after this fucking school bus right here. There's the blinker. Let's see. Who's not going to fucking let me go? All right. School bus is going off. Audi, go. Scumbag. Scumbag number two. Three. Four. Five. Six. That's not so bad. It was 14 last week, I think. So six scumbags. I don't know. I wouldn't let my I wouldn't let me go either. But when they don't let me go, that's when it becomes a problem. Alright, see? See the thrills that we get here on our uh, morning commute? You can't beat that. You go put on NPR news and get that kind of fucking excitement. Alright, how was your weekend? How are we doing today? What's going on? What's on What's on the agenda? I don't know, a couple football-related items. Two and one, my picks this weekend. It's another week, another winning week, another two and one week. It's been it's been a hell of a run, man. I gotta tell you, that one, though, is gonna be the one that fucking pisses me off. That's the one that's gonna get to me. That one was Carolina, backdoored on Seattle. Yesterday, just a, it's a meaningless fucking touchdown. 84-yard drive uh, to... To ensure that they lost by six and not six and a half. So, hey, look, here's a car that I'm not letting go <laughs> because it was held up by a school bus. Not letting you go, pal. Go fuck yourself. This is really that first car. That first car has got to either just give you the brights real quick, just, you know, shine them on you, go ahead. The rest of them are just along for the ride. You're just a bunch of stooges that are uh, following that schmuck's lead. But, you know, that first guy. It's either you or nobody, man. If you're first in line and you got a car that's waiting and a line behind you, it's going to happen up here, too. If, if there's, a, there's a parking lot coming up uh, at a light, and I'm not going to let anybody go if I'm at that light and they're trying to get out. No shot. Okay. That's the one that's going to fucking bite me. Is that Seattle, Seattle should have covered that game. So you get a lot of people. A lot of people if you bet Seattle, you're heartbroken there. But if you bet... If you bet the Philadelphia Eagles yesterday, you got a gift and a half. I mean, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to do bad beats here, but Philly favored by six. And they're up four, and Haskins is trying to mount something. Haskins and the Redskins are trying to mount a little comeback, a little last second uh, miracle here. And with like I don't know, ten seconds left, eleven seconds left, Haskins fumbles the ball. Eagles recover it, return it as time runs out. And they won by fucking 12. Or they won by 10, I mean. Unbelievable. Just a kick in the balls. If you, if you bet Washington, you didn't bet Washington. But if you bet the Eagles, that's uh, coming to save your day. I would, you know, you pretty much got to go suck every, every defensive lineman's dick. That's what you got to do. That's the price you have to pay for getting such a fucking gift. Either you're going to buy them each a car or you're going to suck them all off. 
That's what you're doing today if you bet the Eagles. You're gonna, you don't win enough money to buy them all cars. So there you go. There's your answer. Uh, Eli's uh, last game at home yesterday. Um, yeah, it could, I mean, you look at it either way. I Personally, it's just, you know, I'm kind of not just past it. Like, okay, that's great. You got a standing ovation. You got cheered off the field. You beat the fucking Dolphins. Like, uh, all right. It's not really Saquon Barkley's best game of the season. It doesn't it doesn't bring me any joy one way or the other. It doesn't. Like, okay, great. Happy for you a little bit, man, that you got to go out at home on a, with a victory because that's not really how many seasons ended. Okay. There weren't a lot of happy finales at the Meadowlands over the past 15 years. This just weren't. He had some good years. He had some lean years. He had some bad years. And it's evidenced by his 500 record. <laughs> That's a 500 career record for a reason. And people will make excuses. That's what I can't wait for today, is the people who just come to Eli's defense at every fucking turn. Like it's like it's their kid brother or something. Or they're, or they're on the fucking books. People will come to Eli's defense, and it's, it's quite embarrassing. It's almost like you don't understand football outside of old number 10 at all. Like, do you pay attention to any other football teams or organizations and how they're run and how other quarterbacks have played? <laughs> uh, listen, I will never give back those two Super Bowls. Those two Super Bowls were fucking awesome. And Eli played a big part in both of them. I'm not going to sit here and rehash every play and why I respect the guy. Fuck, you know, it's all said and done, and now it's all said and done. Hopefully, finally. All right, thanks, Eli, right? But, I mean, this goodbye was a long time coming. This goodbye was drawn out. You know what? That's like the one thing the Irish got right was the Irish goodbye. Eli's goodbye was Italian and Spanish goodbye combined. Just you're saying goodbye for fucking four hours to everybody six times. So Didn't I say goodbye to you 45 minutes ago? Yeah, I'm going to say goodbye to you again. Like, like, the, like the Italian and the Spanish people, we cannot just say goodbye. I, I can. I'm good at it. You know, I, I need to sneak out of somewhere. I'm done. I'm out of there. Man, Eli's goodbye was not an Irish goodbye at any level. But people are going to come to us. Oh, look. Oh, he played just fine yesterday. He looked great. Oh, the deep ball, the Tate. Yeah, he also threw fucking three interceptions yesterday. But people are going to fucking ignore it. Two touchdowns, though. Deep ball to Tate. Nice drive. Start the second half. The people who come to Eli's defense at every turn of his career make me laugh, man. You're going to see it today. And the other way you can look at it, oh, they fucked, fucked our draft pick. I mean, look, I can't think about the draft in December. You should be thinking about the draft in December. Don't get used to thinking about the draft in December. Okay? Because then it's going to be a fucking ritual. They're going to be the goddamn New York Knicks of the NFL. It's all about draft position. Lottery, it's not lottery balls in NFL, but you know what I'm saying. Don't fucking get used to it. You just play the season and you take your pick. Okay? And you've seen busts set two. You've seen people blow up at two. You've seen... Busts at 3, 4, and 5, and guys who have made all the difference at 3, 4, and 5. You start eyeing 
particular players now, that's a loser's mentality. And you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. You're setting yourself up to fucking hate this guy even more in a year from now. When you guys are doing all over again. Oh, we had the second pick last year. We got this guy, and what the fuck good was it? And if you curse him out again as you're looking for another top five pick. Don't fucking do that. Just find the winner at your spot, all right? Find the guy. You and trust your scouts. Don't go fucking off the board. Don't go. Don't go with guys that you see like fucking Chris Fowler say you should be picking. Trust your scouts, okay? Because your scouts should be better than what the fucking public thinks and what Mel Kiper thinks. So people are complaining about that today, and I just, I don't give a shit. I don't care. Okay? Ask anybody, any teams that clinch, ask the Bills yesterday who clinched last night. Ask the Niners, the Seahawks, the Patriots, who all clinched positions in the playoffs. Ask them to give a fuck about their draft pick for next year. Nobody gives a shit. You shouldn't be planning for it. Everything went to hell, and now it's up to you guys. It's up to the fucking management, it's up to the scouts, it's up to people in the back office to figure out how to improve what's on the field. And if it's your second pick, or the third pick, or the fourth pick, or the fifth pick, it's all pretty... You're, getting, you're pretty much getting your pick of the fucking litter, man. You're not, you're not giving up too much take that three or four over the two. Just do the right thing by it. Just don't fuck it up. That's all there is to it. There's no can't misses in the NFL draft. There's nobody that can't miss. And maybe, yeah, people, the scouts, maybe they're working on it right now. They should be working on it right now. Because the writing is on the walls. The tea leaves have been scattered. You know what's coming next. A high draft pick. So get your top 10 on the board. Let me see what your 10 are. And go with those guys. Who's a steal? Figure it out. Don't be a fucking loser again next year. Don't be doing this again next year. Because after a year, we picked Barkley 2. We picked Jones 6. I'm fucking tired of it. I'm tired of seeing the Giants name in the fucking top of the draft. Oh, at least you have a top draft pick. What the fuck good does it do? Nothing. How many fucking top draft picks can you get before you can fucking make a run to the playoffs? In a fucking division where nobody can get out of their own way. Fucking six and seven and shit. Leading division. Get the fuck out of here. Draft position. Stick up your ass. Fucking Bills. Bills made moves, man, and that. Let me tell you something. A little good defense. Look, you're you're not I'm not gonna not gonna tout your defense against a team like Steelers, who Duck Hodges, who we love, couldn't think and ah, that that was unintentional, but couldn't think and dunk his way, think and duck his way into uh, uh to the victory last night. They could have 
could have leapt fro- uh, frogged, could have jumped over uh, the Bills for a wild card spot last night, but just didn't have the firepower on offense. And Steelers defense, you know, looked pretty good. But let me tell you, that offense, Josh Allen, John Brown, Devin Singletary, really coming into their own, man. They are not a team that you can just brush off. Not an offense that you can just say is out there to support the defense. They're a decent to good offense. Allen's a dangerous quarterback. On his feet, he can throw the ball. And I said he likes his weapons, and he's cut back on the mistakes. Last night was a game against the secondary that he could have made a couple mistakes. Nothing, man. Looked just fine. Count for those bills, man. They're a team that uh, you know they could fuck. They could fuck up your day if you're picking. If you're picking against them, they could fuck up your day. And I, w- I don't know if I would pick them in a playoff game. If you pick against them, they could definitely fuck you because you can look. Because you're gonna look at Josh Allen as being, you know, just Josh Allen. You're not gonna look at him as it's stalwart quarterback that's going to make the big plays in a playoff game. Like I said, he's dangerous. And you say, oh, there's not really a lot of weapons. They have Singletary, and they have Frank Gore. If you need three yards, give it to Frankie. And John Brown's a good receiver. He's not elite. He's not a number one on a lot of teams. But he's number one on this team, and he's fucking good. He's like a little small. I think that's a big problem for me. That's why he's not really number one across the league, but can make plays, that guy. And then when they needed it last night, Josh Allen gets him seven in the fourth quarter, you know, midway through the fourth, and you held. And Duck just couldn't get anything going, man. Between, I don't know who was worse yesterday, Duck or Drew Locke in the fucking snow in Kansas City. Because T looked horrible. He looked terrible. They, they, showed, they showed a lot of that game on a, on a red zone. And just every time it went to him, it was under throwing by 13 yards or throwing it away or some shit. Talking about going to games yesterday, James Winston lit up the Detroit Lions yesterday. And I just felt like every time they, they went to him, I felt like it was just another 50 yards onto his total. It was incredible. To the point where I'm watching the second games and they flash to it and it's finally finished with like 450-something yards. And they flash to it. I could have sworn an hour ago when like the start of the 4 o'clock games, I could have sworn he's only at like 360. I'm like, did he just throw for another fucking 100 yards when the game didn't even fucking... the game's been over for an hour? Fucking incredible. I mean, the Detroit Lions, man. What'd you expect from him? Oh, man. So that's where we are. That's where we stood with football. I don't know. Baseball over the weekend. Kluber to the Rangers. I don't know. The Rangers don't excite me in any way. They got a new stadium, so I guess people got to make a big thing out of that. And Corey Kluber's who you're bringing in to excite your fan base. Good for you. You have a lot of disappointed fans for another... Another year, another generation. How about that? Um, 
Diamondbacks went out and got Madison Bumgarner. Let's, don't, let's not forget, the Diamondbacks were sellers. They, they sent Granke to the Astros, the cheating Astros, who fucking admitted cheating. He sent Granke away uh, last offseason, or last um, trade deadline. And now they're picking up Bumgarner. And they won 85 games last year. They're not... They're not an exciting team. They have some interesting pieces. And if, if, if all those guys kind of take the next step together, I don't know if they're a 91 team, but 85 wins, you got something going there, right? You, you probably need more than what they have to take the next step. You're going to need another piece. Bumgarner's not the only piece. Bumgarner's replacing Greinke. And he's not Zach Greinke. Just don't get me wrong here. He's been, you know, there's still, it still remains to be seen if Bumgarner has any... Actually, a bad year last year. Worst DRA, nine and nine record, and a, not, a, not a really good Giants team. So it kind of remains to be seen. But it's worth the risk if you're the Diamondbacks. It's worth the risk if you're trying to take that next step. You, can, like I said, you, you need to make another move here. You need a guy like Jake Lamb to stay healthy for a season and kind of regain where he was a couple years ago. Does Christian Walker take the next step? Does that kid Ahmed take the next step? You know? Like I said, they're, they're an un, uninteresting team with some interesting pieces. But you're not going to, they're not flashy. You know? Are they going to be playing for a wild card next year? We'll see. That's a possibility. That's what they're looking for. That's why I bring in this guy and take that risk. All right. Saturday night. I got home, uh, busy day, doing a bunch of shit Saturday, went home, my wife was watching TV, glass of wine, watching Pretty Woman. I had never seen, I've seen maybe two minutes of Pretty Woman my entire life, but I said, alright, I'll sit down and watch it. I poured myself a nice tall glass of Jack Daniels, sat down and watched, multiple tall glasses of Jack Daniels, sat down and watched this movie with her. Not a good movie. Um, Costanza's in it, Jason Alexander. And let me th- Jason Alexander's the Ralph Cifaretto of Pretty Woman, man. He is. He fucking smacks a whore. That's a little problem. He's a little rapey, you know. Can you cancel him before his role? Yeah. People are very sensitive. You might, he might be canceled. You couldn't have that in a movie now. You can't, you can't slap whores around in movies. Um... You know what, Richard Gere, I don't see Richard Gere kicking his butt, though. Yeah, I don't see it. I think in a fight, probably Jason Alexander. Probably because he's in a fight dirty. Yeah, that's the thing. He just, he went in there, a little bit rapey with uh, Julia Roberts, smacks her, and then, I mean, you don't see him, like, go for, like to, he doesn't try to knee Richard Gere in the groin or anything, doesn't scratch his eyes, you know, no, doesn't bite. You'd think he'd be fighting dirty at that point. Really dark turn for the guy, in the for the character. I don't know how that I don't know how that happened. What I want to see from Pretty Woman, I do want to see a remake of Pretty Woman. I want to see it a grittier, real life Pretty Woman, where the end where it's going like Pretty Woman, but in the end, Richard Gere wakes up in a bathtub full of ice with his kidney stitched up. Um, had gotten that impromptu kidney surgery <laughs> removal um, to get sold in the black market. That's what I want to see, where all the romantic shit happens. Okay, yeah, they 
fuck on a piano in the lounge or whatever. And then, you know, it's going that way. But then she is sweet, right? She's got her whore friend who comes and uh, uh, my window is wide open. As I said, whore friend as this person is walking by. But, yeah, let me just see where her whore friend that convinces her to take this guy, you know, to string him along. He's a sucker, you know. His father died like with like a month ago. Who he had, his estranged father died like a month ago. He, he's got this business deal that's not really working out. Everything's going to shit. It really should kind of fall off the rails, right? On top, he should be doing coke and uh, and drinking cheap rum with this whore. But instead, he's falling in love with her. I want to see the real life remake, the real world dark remake of Pretty Woman. Um, and I think we should still call it Pretty Woman because in the end, it was just an idiot that fell for a pretty face and uh, you're down a kidney, pal. All right, that's it for me. Have a great fucking day. Off to work we go. Hi-ho, hi-ho. Don't take any shit from anybody. I'll talk to you tomorrow. One-way conversation. Peace.